0: we're going to keep going on. Uh, I know what the end goal is, and eventually the Lord will, with His help, we will get to that end goal uh, by the end of the series. Um, but prayer, like I was saying, is a, is a very um, massive topic in the Scripture. There's uh, thousands of books uh, written on the topic of prayer. Thousands of books written on the topic of prayer. Um, in our Bible, there is... Um, The word pray is mentioned 508 times. The word word praying is mentioned 20 times. The word prayer is mentioned 128 times. The word supplication is mentioned 58 times. Supplication simply means to humbly beg for something, or as Matthew Henry says, uh, it is pleading with the Lord, uh, pleading for God to need be pleading for God to uh, provide from, to supply, where we get the supplication from. Intercession, which is also a form of prayer, is mentioned 10 times. Thanksgiving is mentioned 29 times. And crying, or crying aloud, is mentioned 31 times. And what I find very interesting when we talk about prayer, also like when we talk about faith, for example, uh, when we talk about these topics, those certain words of praying, or faith, look my faith, uh, don't have to be in a story or mentioned in a story for the story to be about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people can be praying have the word being uh, prayer in that story, but they're praying and then you see the action of prayer. You see the act of them crying out to God and calling upon the name of the Lord and that's an act of prayer. I mean, so we see prayer all throughout the scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, prayer is everywhere and, and it's very I believe, for for, for Christians to get a hang of, and for Christians to to, to grasp and to apply and to keep uh, very active in their lives. Uh, Many times we talk about prayer, read about prayer, hear about prayer, and we never really understand and never actually grasp and actually ever hold and possess an actual prayer life. When we talk about it, we talk about a great game, but we have very little gain in our prayer life. And that, that, that's something that we really need to address, I believe, in our society today when it comes to Christians, is we lack uh, prayer greatly uh, in our churches, in our relationships, uh, in our own individual life. Our relationship with Christ is, uh, is weak, honestly, because prayer is not the foundation which we're building upon. We're building our relationship with Christ based upon our works. And the uh, Bible does talk about works uh, we better, we better base our relationship upon uh, with Christ upon our faith with the church or all these different things and dynamics about the Christian life, which are all good, but we neglect our prayer life, which without the prayer life, you don't really have a relationship with Jesus. You don't really talk with him. You know, if I never talked with my wife, I wouldn't really have a relationship with her. I wouldn't really know her. She wouldn't really know me. And so praying, uh, it, it opens up that door of communication between us and God, which we desperately need to uh, uh, call and dial that number a whole lot more. Amen? And so prayer is one of the most impactful tools the Lord has allowed us to use in our lives. Prayer takes our focus off of us and directs it upon the one whom we are addressing. And that's what's really important about prayer as well. Uh, we enter into our prayer closet. We, we enter into a, a deep time of prayer. We're no longer, like, the prayer might start urgently about a need in our life or something. But the longer you pray, the less you think about yourself. I've always noticed that. The longer you pray, the less the attention's on you. The less, the, you know, your problems are no longer magnified in your life. They're no longer a, a massive issue. But the more you pray, just talk to God. It's just. Now you just want to glorify Him. You just want to talk to Him. You want to worship Him. You want to praise Him. You want to thank Him. You just want to uh, just remind Him of all that He's already done for you in, in your life. And there's so many things when it comes to praying and talking to God that uh, is, you just talk to Him and take attention off, off of us and places the attention upon Him. He becomes preeminent in a way. Prayer creates within us between our heart that is tender. And forgiving. Now I'm gonna get that, I'm gonna get back to that in a second here. Prayer makes you stronger on that which you stand. I believe that to be very true. We stand for our friends when they're not around, for example, if um, I mean, if me and would we'll be ever considered friends, which I don't think I'll consider him a friend. Just kidding. But if me and Willow Wally are friends, and uh Edison is just nailing on. And just talking about how how despicable he is, how his personality is so horrid, how he's always going crazy and you know, though You know, me as a friend, I'll say, that's, that's enough, man. Just that's enough, brother. You know, we know all this about Wally is true, but you know, just kidding. But uh, you know, you no, know, I would defend my friend, amen. I would defend my friend, I would defend little Wally if there would be someone wailing on him. Like, hey, hey, don't talk about my friend. And and when we are talking with the Lord, talking with Jesus, and guess what? uh, We're developing a relationship with Him, a stronger relationship with Him. We can be considered a friend of God. And so when you see somebody uh, wail on Him, or somebody uh, talk bad about Him, or someone even blasted Him, uh, you're not going to react the same way you would react uh, uh, before you would actually start your prayer life. We have that prayer life that hey, Jesus like that, you take a, you, a stronger stance uh, when you pray. Prayer gives you boldness and a greater love for the Lord. And I'm just pointing out simple uh, uh, obvious things right here before we uh, dive in, really. And uh, also, let's not forget to, uh, that prayer is uh, obedience. It's obedience to pray. Amen? amen. And uh, Isaiah 55-6 says, Seek uh, ye the Lord, while he may be found, call ye upon him while he is near. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and shall be given you. Seek and you shall find Do not. And it shall be opened unto you. But I want to say this tonight. When it comes back, I want to go back to one of the points I mentioned of it creating us between our hearts. Tender and forgiving. Um, we often, and this is, a, I believe, a great problem, not just in Tabernacle Baptist Church, but in Endless amount of churches. Of people within the church. In the Bible talks about a word called schism. Schism is, is not one accord. Schism is there, there's a problem within the church. People have disagreements, and I understand everyone here will disagree on something at some point. We're all going to disagree about something. As long as we agree on the main thing, uh, I believe we'll be okay. But uh, there'll be disagreements, but a schism is a disagreement that can't be settled or, or doesn't get settled. And we allow bitterness to, to grow. We allow uh, there to be separation between the, the, the church, the body of Christ. Uh, I, I know uh, if, uh, I'm just picking up a lot tonight he's right there. He's the only one wearing a tie tonight, for goodness I'm not wearing a tie tonight. Too hot. I was choking, brother. And so I'm just going to pick up a lot. He's just right there. He never smiles and he smiling tonight. I'm full with it. Um, but the people of I had, I don't know what i was talking about. What my my illustrations? The people all I started smiling, and I'm like, whoa, I've never seen them smile before. Um, what's it talking
1: about? Schism. What about it? <laughs>
0: Division. Division. So the people I had a disagreement, for example. And uh, we had a, a misunderstanding, a disagreement, and uh, we would just build a greater disdain for each other. A, a greater dislike for each other, and we would never settle it, okay, we wouldn't, and, if it, and if it's not biblical, and I believe it is, if it is a biblical um, problem, that's not considered schism, okay, but if it is a petty issue, like uh, I like my tie with a tie clip, or I like to pull my hair the right way or the left way, uh, you know, that would be the, 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 the discussion, okay, and that's not important, so lay aside. Why have this uh, this heart in the church? Why do we need to create gossip in the church? And this is a a great problem within not sorry, it's in every church. There's the, the, the problem of. Uh, we, we, we don't get along with each other. There's somebody that we don't like in the church. The bigger the church, the more people we don't like. That's always the way it seems to work. But rather than being, the Bible says, of one accord. The Bible says of uh, serving together, of loving one another, of, of bearing someone's burdens. Talks about that. So if that person that I don't like, I, I just don't want to talk to them too much, uh, I, the, the, their personality is not like mine, uh, they're too much of a burden upon my life. You know, you need to pray for that person. Rather than starting a, a hate chain of gossip upon a person, beating them down because there's somebody that's not like you, we need to pray for them. We need to pray for them. The Bible says in James 5.16, confess yeah. your faults one to another yeah. and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual firm prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Galatians 6.2 Bearing one another's burdens and so fulfill the law which is always really good, of praying for your enemies. Praying for people whom you don't agree with. Praying for people who you don't like. Hey, pray for people who are not in your church. Pray for people who are not a part of the body of Christ. He mentioned uh, our president. He mentioned our, our uh, house speaker, our vice president. He mentioned all these people whom we don't like. And what is good is that we can hear that and be convicted of, oh, well, we don't pray for our leadership as much as we should. We don't. We don't pray for our governor as much as we should because we disagree with him. So we just, okay, whatever, you go to hell. No big deal. That's not the heart of a Christian. That's not the heart of a Christian. I disagree with Joe Biden so he can go to hell. He wants a vaccine, he you go to hell. Or he's going to mandate a mask so he can go to hell. That's not the heart of a Christian. But how much more? Okay. Now, so we 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 can be convicted of that in the that for a lot of I'm going to pray for my leadership. I'm going to pray for my governor. My president. I'm going to pray for someone who, uh, despite uh, let's look at some scripture real quick uh, when it comes to that. Uh, Luke 6:35. But love your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again and your rewards shall be great. And ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Matthew 5, 34. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. So, we can look at this section of Scripture and say how our enemies, those
1: who uh, despitefully use us, those who persecute us, talking about the
0: Word, okay? talking about the world who hates God, the Bible commands to pray for them. So let's say we have applied this into our lives, okay? Someone persecutes us, we pray for them. Someone cusses at us instead of being all angry and, and, and wroth with them, we, we pray for them. When, when, when someone down the street throws and rocks through the church uh, window, instead of pulling out your gun and blowing their brains out, we pray for them. It's an attitude that we need to adopt as Christians brain for people. Okay? So let's say we've applied them to our life, yet we still talk down our brothers and sisters in the church. You're not right with God. But I've got the enemy part down. I pray for my enemy. How can you pray for your enemies and not pray for those in your church? pray for your enemies, you pray for the, the president whom you do not like or care for whatsoever, but you can't even pray for the brother and sister who served right beside you in your church. Instead, we just spread gossip and tear down people. That's not the heart of a Christian. That's not what God would have for us to do. So these things, both, we need to apply. We both, hand in hand, to apply them to our life. I'm going to pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm going to pray for one another. Your burden is my burden. My burden is your burden. We're a church. We're the body. We, we, we help each other out. We, we pray
1: for one another. We care for one another. That, 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 that's the responsibility of a Christian. But also the world that we
0: disagree with. We also have to pray for them. They need Jesus too. And who are we to decide that they're too far gone? Who are we to the judge? Uh, they'll never get saved. How on earth can a Christian make that kind of statements? Have you not read the Bible? <laughs> Have you not seen who the Holy Spirit has reached? Who God has reached with the gospel? Have you not seen the lives transformed because of the love of Jesus Christ? It's incredible. So we can never sit on our high and holy throne and look at somebody and say, they'll never get saved. Forget about it. I'm not going to waste my time with them. The Bible does talk about fools. You I may mean, have to be careful with that, but the Bible does talk about fools, and uh, you give the full instruction over and over and they keep rejecting, okay? Well then there's, there's a time in your life where you have to just move on and preach the gospel to somebody else. But never to say, well, they'll never get saved. Because we're not God. We can't make the decision. We have no idea who or when can come across with path. And I mean look at Paul. He was a murderer, he was a criminal, he got saved. The jailer that put Paul in prison unjustly that was watching him. Instead of doing what he deserved to do and kill himself, no, 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 he got saved. Paul had a heart. This guy was, and this is a great even think about this call right now, but this guy was persecuting Paul. This guy the, uh, was one of those guys who hated religion, hated God, hated Paul. And as he ready to commit suicide because Paul's running free. Paul had the heart of a Christian. He said, "Hey, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. The heart of a Christian, the compassion. Man, the more we pray, the more we have a compassionate heart for others. Something that we really need to uh, apply into our lives. Of all the privileges the saints of God enjoy, perhaps the greatest is the privilege of prayer—to be able to go direct to the presence of the Lord." is an honor beyond description. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, it says, Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. To be able to speak to the God who created and controls the universe, and to know that he has promised to hear us and to answer us, here in Jeremiah 33, call unto me, and I will answer thee and show thee the great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Isaiah 65, 24, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Man, we talk to a God that hears us, He answers our prayers. What a wonderful thing. Now, it might not be in our time, and we have to understand that. God is not a, a fast food line, we just dial a number in okay, I want 15 minutes. That's not how it works. It's God's time. The Bible says something about never to the righteous forsaken. Never to the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. God takes care of His own. He absolutely takes care of His own. So, if you're trying to play in Matthew, we'll uh, try to finish the sermon. And would we okay tonight? I guess not. <laughs> Matthew chapter six, and verse number seven. But when ye pray, do not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not, ye therefore, like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. God already knows the need. Okay, before we ask him. Before you're bring up a problem, he already knows the need. Does that mean you don't pray no? Is understand, okay, well, God already knows the need. So maybe if we understand that God is all knowing and God can control anything whenever he likes to, uh, and we enter his presence with that mentality, uh, maybe that'll help us in our breath a little bit. Maybe we don't need to spend 30 minutes naming every single need in our life. Now I'm not saying we'll pray for your needs, I'm saying you know, maybe we don't have to mention every single one. You How about you take some time in your prayer life and say, oh God, you know my needs. You know what I need. Please meet them. And then I'm going to just talk to them for a little bit. Fellowship with them for a little bit. Have you ever had someone in your life? And I, I've met maybe, God's really blessed me with this. In my time of life, I've maybe only met two people like this. That whenever they would call, whenever they would talk to me, it's always, I need. After a while, it gets a little old. You know what I'm saying? After a while, it gets a little old. They never say, How you doing? You know my needs, meet them, please. You know what I need, God, and then worship Him for a few minutes. And just pop Him for a few minutes. How your days be? Ask Him to show you something uh, from His Word. Ask Him to feed you when you read His uh, His letter to you. You know, but that's all about me you need. But you uh, be, be not therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you need of. Uh, you have need of. Before you ask him, verse nine. After this manner, therefore, you pray, "Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name." Now, this is the the what we call the, the model prayer, the model prayer. Some of can look at okay, uh, this is not a prayer for us to repeat because the two verses earlier, he says, "Don't repeat your prayer with big repetition." So he just said, "Don't say this prayer." over and over and over it does not make you spiritual, it does not make you closer to me, it does not make you connect with me anymore, it's a model prayer, it's uh, something to follow, you know, this is how to build upon a prayer, and we talked about the, the first two phrases uh, a couple weeks back, and now we're going to kind of finish things up here, so we're talking about our Father, we understand how a relationship, our Father. He is our Father. What a blessing that is. He meets our needs. Amen. He is a great Father. He is the best Father. He is our, uh, our heavenly Father, our loving Father. Then we see which are in heaven. We understand He is in heaven. We understand all these things. Uh, and then, I'm um, sorry, sorry. We see which are, uh, was the, the next two words. Um, talk about the realization of um, that He is always been, He always will be truly does exist, we are talking to our Father which is, our Father which is alive right now, our Father which can still hear us, can still meet our needs, can still answer our prayers. Hey, He can still answer our prayers today. He can still answer our prayers. today. Maybe I've a lost relative in your family. Pray for them? Pray for salvation? Cry God? Yeah, 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 yeah. You cry out to the Lord, Lord, I really do not want them to go to hell. Or please, send someone to the please enter their hearts. If it's me that I can preach the gospel to them, Lord, please use me and give me the words to say. God, please do a prayer for our relatives who are lost, or our friends who are lost, or our neighbors, or our employees, our employers who are lost. See, prayer is not just about me. It's not just about you, it's about others. That word that we looked at earlier, intercession, I'm praying for somebody. I'm interceding for them. There was a preacher in California, I don't remember his name at this moment, Um, but he was in a coma. Somewhere in the Los Angeles area, I and he was in a coma for like five years. The longest film I've ever heard of. I, know, I was a young teenager uh, when this was going on. Uh, about a five years stint. My entire teenage life, the guy was in a coma, and every Sunday uh, or every Wednesday night, I guess, our church would come before and I'd mention the name and we'll pray for him and pray for him and pray for five years. We're interceding for this man who, at this moment, might not even be able to pray. So we're we'll praying for him. See that? We're praying for him. So while he's in a coma, after the church, the church, by the time he, uh, the, the coma was done with, the church moved on, had another pastor come in. The church was already growing and moving forward without him. But for five years, prayed for him, and prayed for him, and prayed for him, and prayed for him. But that's what it is about. To see intercession. I'm going to pray for somebody. Not just all about me. That's why we have a prayer list, probably. Now, I'm not saying the prayer list should be everything you should pray for in a day. There might be other things you need to pray for, other people you need to pray for that might not be on that list. But that prayer list is a very good help that you have it and you're thinking of others the entire time you're reading. Because unless you're on that list yourself, you're reading that list and a whole bunch of people are praying for intercession. You're praying for heaven. And so, uh, let's jump into this real quick. So, um, the next part is in heaven. So, our Father relationship, which hearts, in heaven. Okay? So, this is telling us our Father dwells in heaven. He occupies a place of honor, glory, and power. Since he is in heaven, he is above the evils and the problems of this world. Since he is in heaven, he is in a position to move in power in response to our petitions. Since he is in heaven, he is in a position to be exalted and honored by those who dwell below. So, a few things I want to look at tonight. We're talking about our Father in heaven. Now, in heaven, he's above all things. He sees all things. He knows all things. He can do all things. But when we're praying. We're going to our Father, which is in heaven. The first thing I want to look at tonight we're talking about uh, the realization which he is in heaven is that we should enter his presence humbly. We should enter his presence humbly. Our Father is God. Amen. Amen. Our Father, our Heavenly Father, is God. He made this world. He is holy. He is wonderful. We, on the other hand, are vile and wicked. Isaiah 64, 6. For we are all as an unclean thing, and all our unrighteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. If it were not for the cleansing brought about by the blood of Jesus, we would have no right to enter his presence at all. First John 1 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sins. We can never clean ourselves. Amen? We can never do it ourselves. Because our, our our goodness is our righteousness is as filthy rags. How? Have you ever taken a filthy rag? Okay? Does a nice white refrigerator take a filthy rag and say, okay, I'm gonna clean that refrigerator today? Put that filthy rag and you
1: wipe it all
0: in. All I'm just making a mess. It's like taking up going to right, and I'm going to clean up my life. It doesn't clean anything. As the Bible saying, we cannot clean up our lives. We have no control of it. We have no power over that. I cannot possibly clean up my own life. I need the Lord. I need His blood. Without His blood, I am still filthy. But with His blood, I am whiter than snow. Only through only. So, without the blood of Jesus, we would not even be able or have a right to enter into his presence. In fact, when we do not enter, uh, when we do enter, we can only do so through Jesus, our Savior and Mediator. In 1 Timothy 2 5, for there is one God and one Mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. But when we come in that name, the name of Jesus, we can be assured of an answer. John 14, 13, 14. I love this part of scripture. Very encouraging to hear. For any brother and sister in Christ. Mark this down near your uh, notebooks if you're taking notes. John 14, 13, and 14. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son, if he shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 15, 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you, that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, and that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in, uh, in my name, he may give it to you. John 16, 23, and 24. And in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto, have you asked nothing in my, name's, uh, in my name, ask and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. We have a God who listens. He hears our prayer. What a blessing that is. What an encouragement that is. although no one ever hears me. No one ever listens to me. When we we'll ask him to talk to God, because the Bible says he's listening. I, I know one wants to hear God. No one ever wants to talk to me. Talk to God then. Talk to God. Because He's always open. He wrote us a letter. A wonderful letter. When was the last time you read it? It's a great question to ask for well, my pen again. We have the tool of prayer, a wonderful tool, a wonderful thing for us to, to practice in our lives. When was the last time we prayed John, had hand to him, who'll draw to you. Or we're so far away from him. So, we'll enter your presence humbly. Understand who we're talking to. Understand that he has all the power. Understand and realize that God, our Father, God, he's in control. He can see everything. There's nothing we can say to him that will be surprised. Nothing. He knows it all. He knows you better than, better than you know yourself. Okay? He knows what you're struggling with. He knows your sin. Which I think is a big reason why we should have you. It. It's because we are sinful men. We sin each and every day. We're sinful men. So when we dress the holy God, humility is very important. And second here, should under present is confident. So humi- uh, humbly and confident. And I may mean, sound like a contradiction, but it isn't. Even after we humble ourselves before Him, let us pray in faith, believing that God will hear us and answer us for His glory. To approach Him in doubt is to slam the door of prayer. Now, um... So humbly, I'm entering into to, to God's presence, but now I'm gonna confidently pray and believe that He is going to answer these prayers. Have you ever asked for something as a kid? No, if you remember your childhood, uh, but <laughs> as a kid, have you ever asked for something believing that like there's no chance in the world your parents say yes to it? There's a few things that I, that I can think of when I was growing up that I, I had a good idea that mom or dad would say no to. Pretty good idea, like, hey, can I go for a Slurpee? No, especially if I'm asking my dad. Unless you're buying him a Slurpee too, you know, he won't say yes. So you have to make sure you drive him a little bit. So, hey dad, I want a Slurpee. You want a Slurpee too? Then he'll take you. But if it's only, hey, I want a Slurpee. No, you got to have one. So, um, but if I'm, you know, if I'm a little kid, I got 25 cents, I'm going for one Slurpee. Sorry, dad. And so, uh, <laughs> anyway, so as you can go to your dad and you say, hey hey, dad, uh, and you ask him a, a request, or your mom a will request, can I have something? And you know it might not be a great chance you'll get it, but you still ask, believe, and they'll say yes. And when they say because when they say no, you're still disappointed. Right? Now, why would you ever be disappointed if you thought they'd say yes, if you never thought they would say yes, right? So you, you ask them, uh man, can, dad, can I have this? And he says, no, you're disappointed about because if you ask him believing, he'll say yes. When he says yes, you rejoice. You get excited. You might hug him, you know? You might even kiss him on the cheek if you're weird like that. You know? You, you might get very affected. I don't know how your family though. The doodles would, probably. You know, but
1: amen. And so, um, we love the doodles. We were always told a headlock is a hug. A headlock's a hug, there you go. Come on. <laughs> get away from me though no, it's
0: really <laughs> so, uh, But, but, but when, we, when we ask, we ask believing. We ask believing that we will receive. So, yes, we can act, enter humbly. Humbly enter the presence of God. Understanding and knowing full well that He is holy and I am not. He is perfect and I am sinful. He is righteous and I am unrighteous. There is nothing I am or there is nothing I can be within my own power or my own strength. It's all because of Him. I have to understand that. But when I'm asking for something, I'm asking for God to save somebody that, that I know in my life. Or I'm asking for God to, to do a work in the church. I'm asking for God to, to answer a prayer. Or I'm interceding for somebody. Or I'm asking for supplication for myself. Uh, but when I'm asking God for a prayer to be answered, I'm, I'm praying and I'm addressing the Lord with a request. I ask Him believing He'll be answered. We say, well, we have that mentality. Many times we don't. Lord, I, I, I need you to meet my financial need for tomorrow. I got a big purchase coming up. I got a big bill to pay or whatever it may be. God, I need you to meet my financial need tomorrow. You never, you never pray expecting God to, to come through in the clutch for you. You just pray because maybe, maybe he'll answer this time. Maybe he'll come through, and I don't have to go to the bank for that long. I am going to ask my cousin or my uncle or my aunt for money. Maybe he'll come through. So I just throw it out there. So I'm just going to all my resources. I have. I have. I have my cousin, I have my uncle, I have my brother, I have my mom, my dad, my sister, my spouse, you know, I have all these people, and then God somewhere on my list as well. So you're just going to use all of your resources until the need is met. Are we really believing that God will come through? Do we just pray with a mentality saying, well, if he doesn't answer, it, I already got it covered. Is that praying believing? Or is that praying just to say, I prayed about it, and, you know? Nothing happened, so I just took care of it myself. See, our prayer life is, uh, in lack of a better word, it's pitiful. (laughs) It's pitiful. James 1, 6 and 8 says this, Let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and toss. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, A a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Matthew 21-22 And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Mark 11-22-24 And Jesus answering, saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, That whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things uh, soever ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive, and ye shall have them. Did you know that was in the Bible? That's amazing. Now I often say, well, if the prayer doesn't come true, or the prayer does not answer yes, then um, it's not God's will. And there's many times that we will pray for something and it's not God's will. Just throwing that out there. There's times that we'll pray for something, it's not the will of God. But I don't think it's not just the will of God that's a problem in our life. I think it's also that we're not praying believing. We're not really believing that He can actually do have you ever looked at a mountain, how big they are, mountainous they are, um, you can't move them, <laughs> you can do whatever you want with an axe or a pickaxe or, you know, bring a trailer, you can't move a mountain. So you're standing from a mountain, a physical mountain, and you look at that thing, wow, it's impossible. It so if you pray, believe me, that God moved that mountain, that mountain but we all already know our mentality, our mindset. We stand before a mountain. We go to Mount Everest. The biggest mountain in the world. We stand before Mount Everest. Yeah, God, that. that's not possible. There's no way. But I'll pray. I'll, I'll try and believe. and I'll pray and I'll try and believe. But the entire time you're praying, you're full of skepticism. You're full of doubts. Maybe. God's will, but maybe we're not even believing the prayer can be answered in the first place. And if we're not believing when we pray, then why do you bother asking? If we really don't think God's going to come through. This is some food for thought. Also, one uh, verse here about it. I believe in this 1 Timothy 2.8 8. I will therefore going to stop there tonight. I, I, I have a little bit more to do, but we'll we'll pick things up again here and um, see what happens next time we meet in But I, I believe there's a lot of things there that we can chew on. A lot of things there that we can examine and uh, uh, of uh, the message. And just so everyone does know, I'm going to make this announcement not as a, a plug or anything, but we uh, we fixed the sound today, which blew me away. Uh, I'm trying to sign in. We've been doing passwords for the last uh, 30 years or whatever it's been, and we've never been able to access our SoundCloud. SoundCloud is this big app where you can uh, listen to preaching. Uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, I went to the SoundCloud, and oh, I sounded in. Amazing. So now our sermons on SoundCloud. So uh, uh, we are working on a new website. more bullet. It'll be uh, here in two to three weeks. Uh, it takes time for it to, to get going, so uh, be on the lookout for that, uh, but we are in SoundCloud, so if you want to watch or hear, I guess, the-, the message tomorrow, you can, or if you uh, want to watch on Facebook, you can do that as well, uh, but there's another avenue there, and so uh, that's just for you to think about, but um, there's a lot to cover tonight, and I know sometimes I speak a little fast or I kind of rush through things a little bit so I can get as much as I can done, uh, but I don't want us to miss anything. Uh, I believe I mean, this was a, a critical um, a thing to study about with prayer. And there's so much about prayer. So much about prayer. You can read, uh, like I said, thousands of books on it. And uh, you'll always learn something more. Uh, prayer is a great thing. A great thing. And praise the Lord. He wants to commune with us, He wants to fellowship with us, He wants to hear us, He wants to answer our prayers. Hey, He wants to provide for us. It's such a blessing. The creator of the universe wants to do that for us. Sinful man. He wants to do that for us. It's, a, it, it's remarkable. It's just an amazing thing. And so let's utilize that tool which God has given us. Let's pray. Amen. Alright, well, so we'll pray tonight and we'll be dismissed. And we'll see you all Sunday, Saturday, 30 for canvassing and Sunday, 11 o'clock for revival. Don't want to miss out. An the Would you close us in a
1: prayer? Father, we come in prayer to you, Lord. Thank you for the message tonight, and Lord, that most of all, we've applied it to our heart and lives, Lord, as we go forward, that, uh, Lord, without prayer, nothing would get done, Lord, and we, how we pray is very important, Lord, that we pray your will first be done, and Lord, that uh, if we keep our mind on the directions you would have for us, then, you, Lord, you would answer these prayers knowing it's your direction. And Lord, just uh, give us, uh, Lord, that this week, that we stop to pray, Lord, but pray for others. Pray for those who are not here, Lord, that uh, they would come back in your house this weekend or coming up, Lord, that uh, they can get started with the Revival Week and that, Lord, do it all. We need to see some souls saved, lives changed, Lord, and we know you do it. You can do it. We know you have. We just ask, Lord, that we do our part and uh, just find it, reach out to our friends and family and, Lord, uh, be bold and be brave about asking them to come to your house to worship. We thank you. We love you. We ask that you, uh, Lord, keep us safe going home Back to the next appointed time. These things we ask in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for coming tonight. We'll see you
0: Saturday.